Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you for uh, another blessed day. Lord, we want to thank you for um, just the opportunities that you continue to, to place uh, in our lives. Lord, we ask for uh, your continued guidance. Lord, we ask that um, on some of the harder decisions that we, we need to make in life, that we continue to keep uh, just following you. Lord, I want to thank you for this week, for me personally. Um, Lord, it was just a, a lot less stress this week, um, and, and I'm grateful for that. Lord, we want to thank you for um, for so, so many people being able to have a little bit of hope to be able to get back to work this week. Uh, some restrictions are starting to get kind of loosened, and some people are going to be able to get back to um, opening up their businesses, which is great. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with the... Uh, people that are working at the front line uh, fighting this virus, Lord, we ask you continue to be with the families uh, that are being directly affected by this, whether it's job loss, whether it's loss of life, whether it's people who are, are deadly sick. We also ask you be with uh, those who are just ripped with fear right now. Um, Lord, I pray that you give them uh, wisdom and guidance during this time um, to not continue to live life in fear. Uh, Lord, we need to realize that you are in control of all this, and we need to be able to turn this over to you. And living in fear is not how you um, made us and want us to live. Um, Lord, so for those people who are just, they're ripped with fear, or it seems like the other side, they're just ripped with anger from this. Lord, I pray that you um, comfort both sides. Um, and you start to bring us together as a, um, as a nation again. Lord, it seems like no matter what comes up, we find a way to divide uh, our communities, uh, friendships, families, um, you know, over two opinions of things. And Lord, I, I pray that you just give us that calmness, that stillness to be able to just have general conversations with people, and, and but bring us back together with, with love and grace. Like we're just not doing that nowadays. Uh, so, Lord, I, I pray that you help us with that. Uh, Lord, I ask that you be with us through this podcast. Lord, I, I pray that you help me to get this um, this message across, that I that how I explain it, how I, I how I word it, Lord, that it's it's how you want it to be worded, Lord, that you um, just give me clarity and 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 my explanation of it, my speech. Lord, uh, we ask you to be with us for the rest of the day. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. We thank you for the sun. We thank you for um, just um, just a, a, a beautiful day. Lord, we, uh, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right, welcome to Castanet Podcast number 19, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. I am Sean Fraunfelder, joined once again with Matt Hines. Morning. And Adam Shine. Morning. So we've we've met at a different time 
on a different day than what we have been. So I think that's why everyone's hearing morning <laughs> from us right now because Oops. it is 8.30, 8.45 in the morning on a Saturday where typically we do this on a Monday evening after work. But we decided to kind of change our time. Uh, so just for everybody to understand, that's why you guys just started off by saying good morning. Yep, didn't and, even catch it. Yep. Yeah. So um, we did get some interesting numbers given to us this week from Jamie yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of the amount of uh, downloads that we've gotten. Um, but it's also cool that we have uh, two individuals from Ireland who I have has no been, idea how we so, found them, but shout out to you from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to say hi. Uh, feel free to reach out. We think it's very, uh, very cool. Yeah. We'd um, love to know more about you. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that That was uh, surprising, to yeah. say the least. Um, we picked up a couple listeners from Web Summit last week. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> whole family. Whole family. Whole family started listening from Web Summit last week. <laughs> we'll give a shout out to them. So this is another podcast where, and, and we've talked about this. We've been kind of open on, there's times we walk in here and say, look, I don't have a topic. Do you have a topic? No, I don't have a topic. Do you have it? And we just kind of go with it. Um, there's been times that we've talked about stuff, you know, maybe kind of leading up, texting back and forth. But there's also been times like this one here where, I have something, but I haven't told you guys anything oh, about boy. it. Those are the scary ones. Every so, time, Adam, we get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is um, this is kind of where I feel the Lord's been leading me for a while. And part of it's been through a couple different books that I've read, uh, one that I'm reading right now, uh, one that I've read a couple years ago, um, but also part of the conversation that we have with the Malachi brothers last week. And one of the things specifically that Stubby had said about how this time has been a time for him to be able to spend more time with God, with building that relationship because he's lost his job. But he's always wanted to do this but you just kind of get busy with life yeah. and, you know, cause you always have the intention of wanting to get up in the morning, uh, and spend time, but life gets busy. You're up a little bit later because you've got, you've had practices here or games here and you're running, you try to get home and have dinner. And next thing you know, you're getting to bed at 11 midnight. Mm. It's just harder to get up an hour early in view. So, and, and, and I get it. It happens with me. It happens with all of us. Um, but he's been able to kind of refocus at th- this point. And, and my prayer for him is that, and for, and for a lot of us, is this newfound connection, this newfound direction or aim mm. sticks with him. So that when we go back to, quote unquote, our new normal, I mean, that, you know, Grubby talked about yeah. that. That's the new catchphrase. Um, that he still, that this is a priority. But that got me kind of thinking of, you know, what is what is our individual goals in different aspects of our lives? And we can all talk about whatever that goal is. But if you don't have actual steps to aim properly at that, 
you're going to drastically miss it. All right. So the 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 title for my notes is your personal ethos. So a lot of people don't know the what the term ethos is. So the dictionary term is uh, the distinguishing character, um, the uh, moral nature, or the guiding beliefs of a person, a group, or an institute. All right. So that's so you have. So for me, like my personal ethos can be kind of like my mission statement. All right. So it is what my beliefs are that's going to help me have my aim or my direction towards my target, my actual end goal, all right? Um, So that's part of why I said bring a pencil and paper because there's some things that that I want to talk through because your individual ethos is going to be different than mine. Now, we are going to have a one similar target. That's Christ. Mm. Right? Yeah. But past that, we're, we're going to have different, because we have different relationships with our wives, we're in different places with our walk, we're in different you know, places with our kids, we have different, different places of our career. So, um, so we're going to have difference that way. We're going to need a different approach. All right, so... So part of what I what I've been thinking through is one like so what you do today prepares you for tomorrow. All right? So the, you guys have all I'm, I'm sure you've all heard the 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 motivational thing that says uh, you know I do today what others are not willing to do so that I can do tomorrow what people can't do. Okay? And and that's, you know, that's kind of a sports thing or that's whatever, but and, and I'm not saying I don't like that, but that kind of statement made me kind of think of, I mean, if you really think about it, whatever it is that, we, that you do right now, it's preparing you or not preparing you for tomorrow. I mean, hmm. what you do today sets you up for a week from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. Like if you make a horrible decision on your retirement, that's going to drastically affect twenty years from now. All right, um, you know, as we sit here with you know donuts and coffee and pop sitting around us, like the decisions that you make right now is going to affect your health down the road. All right, the decisions you make right now as to how you pursue God is going to make a an effect on how even the rest of your day goes. Um, so, um, I'm going to take a drink of coffee. Well, yeah, you are just because you mentioned it. And just for the record, I've not had a donut yet today. Okay. Well, they're, they're there. <laughs> I just said we were surrounded by them. I didn't say we were eating any of this stuff, but you know, it's like when you tell your kids, don't touch that. Well, they do. They touch it. Right. So now that you mentioned donuts, you I'm going to have to have it. one. Right. I'd like to <laughs> thank Adam Shine for stopping and getting donuts for us. Yeah, thank you. So I don't 
I don't want to overstate this, but also don't want to brush over the fact of you need to understand that what we do right now is important. And it is important to the fact of it is going to have a direct impact in whatever, you know, different aspects of our lives. Um, so I have more of a kind of a, a mechanical type of mindset. Like when I think of things, I usually think of things more in like a car terms or, you know, military type terms. So what I kept thinking about with this is what is your, you have your target. So what's your aim, right? Okay. What's your aim? So I, 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 the whole, this whole week I kept thinking back to when I was in boot camp and when I went to the rifle range, all right? So when you're in, in, in Marine Corps boot camp, you go to the rifle range. It's a, it's a two week, uh, range. The first week is all book knowledge. You learn about everything you need to learn about an M16. Um, what to do for if it jams, how to clean it, what to do with your sling, what shooting positions to be in, um, how to load your magazine properly. I mean, everything to do book knowledge, all right? But you have put nothing into application. Well, we can do that a lot in Christianity. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's a lot of us. You can go to church. You can watch all kind of online videos. You can read all kind of books. And you can get all kind of book knowledge. Are you walking it out? Are you are you submitting to your wife? Are you um, showing grace to your neighbor? Are you showing grace to you know that person who just cut you off in traffic? Um, to the homeless person that comes up and asks you for money. Um, so there's a difference between having that book knowledge and and walking it out. And that was kind of what I was thinking about. So. So you spend the whole week, all right? And this is the those two weeks is is the least stressful point of boot camp, all right? And for good reasons because now you're going to have all these guys that you've just been beating on <laughs> actually have <laughs> weapons with live ammunition. <laughs> so drill instructors are like, "Okay, well, we need to, you know, kind of check our So it's really the the least stressful part. So the week comes to get on the range, all right? And you have to take all of this book knowledge that you've just learned, and you need to now apply it. So you get down, and, and the range has three different yard lines. 200 yards, 300 yards, 500 yards from your target. Now keep in mind, the target that you're aiming at, when you're 200 yards away or 500 yards away, it doesn't look very big. But... When you swap positions, so you're going to have half the platoon is going to be firing and the other half is going to be down working the targets. So the, the targets are kind of on a, um, on a kind of like a, I don't want to say a pendulum, but you can run them up and then you pull them back down and you kind of stick this. There's a disc that's got kind of a pin through it 
and it fits into the hole in the target and it's got a color on it. So when someone shoots and that's the one thing that um, the betrayal of bullets going over you in a movie um, does not sound anything like that. <laughs> when, when a bullet is going, passing over your head, it is a very distinct snap. It's a snap noise. I mean, it's breaking the sound barrier, but it's a snap. And you can stand, it's the weirdest thing. You can stand there and you're, you have you and another guy who's running one target. So one guy's pulling it down. The other guy's looking for the hole and sticking the pin in with the, with the, the disc. So that way, when you shoot it back up, the guy who's shooting at it can see, okay, I'm this far off target. I so got you. I'm, I'm up and to the left. So now I need to make an adjustment on my sights to get me to center mass, to yep. get me to bullseye. So you can be standing down there, you and the other guy, and you hear all these different snaps because all these other targets that are right beside you, but the one that goes over your head that's just shot at your target has a different, distinct snap. It, it's the weirdest thing. Um, so anyways, they fire, you pull it down, and you show them where they're at on target, and you run it back up. So if you don't apply the stuff that you were taught on that week, then you don't know how to make your adjustments. So you apply this stuff, you continue to make your adjustments until you're dead center mass, all right? So then you set your sights, and you take your notes and say, from this yard marker, I need to have my sights um, set at X up and however many clicks to the right or to the left, all right? Because each person's weapon is going to fire differently, all right? And it's just kind of the same as our lives. Each one of our lives are a little bit different, so we're going to fire a little bit differently, right? Mm. So when you go back to the 300-yard line, that same setting's not going to work, right. all right? Same thing as the 500-yard line, that same setting's not going to work. And I think that can kind of set up for... 10 years into your walk, here's your setting. Mm. It's going to be completely different than where your setting was the f that first week. Yeah. And it's going to be different than where it is 20 years from now, you know? So you need to be able to make your adjustments on your target. But let's say, and, and this happens, you have, um, you have your sights basically at zero, zero when you first get there and you've taken all this book knowledge, and you go sit down on a range, and you pull up your weapon, it's fully loaded, and you're aiming at a six-foot-by-six-foot six target, and you can completely miss. You're looking through the sights. You can completely miss. And if you don't apply any of what was just taught to you, you can fire all day long. You might hit here or there. It's not going to be with any kind of consistency. Um, you may not even be aiming at that target to be able to hit the target. Like, that's how far off you can be. So, I was kind of interested in, in, in that aspect. And this might get kind of to... This is going to get a little bit into your realm, Matt, Ooh. of aviation. Okay. Right? So, this is... I don't know if any of you have heard of the... Uh, one degree rule, right? 
and I, I got this from aviation, and I'd kind of heard this before, so I wanted to look it up. So it says, if you're off course by just one degree after one foot, you'll miss your target by 0.2 inches. Which, let's be honest, is no big deal. Nope. Trivial. After 100 yards, you'll miss your target by 5.2 feet. Mm. At 200 yards, if my, if my sights are off by one degree... I'm going to be 10.4 feet off. So a six by six target, I've completely whiffed. Yeah. After a mile, you'll be 92.2 feet off your target. If you're one degree off for 20 years (laughs) and your target is Christ, Mm. if you're one degree off after 20 years of a marriage... Hmm. Yeah. These are the people that you see have been married for 20, 25 years and they get a divorce. Mm. If you're one degree off on parenting. And, and oh. you know, let's have a reminder. We're, we're kind of working through that right now um, with some people that we know. You know, mm-hmm. they've been married a long time. Unfortunately, um, right now, it looks like they're going to be separating. You know, we've been praying about that, but it's a great reminder. Um, in our industry, uh, helicopter EMS, um, we do interfacility flights or we'll do scene flights. And a scene flight might be uh, a trauma, car wreck, might be got thrown from a horse, and we're going to come and land on a scene. So the coordinates that we're given mm-hmm. by the ground crew or by the 911 that is able to look at the computer and know where her crew is, if, if those coordinates are off, um, it's a lot easier to obviously show up five miles away from where the scene is. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just for a little knowledge that's useless, unless you're ever in a helicopter at night, it's a lot easier to be off at nighttime because at night, if you're off from the scene, you can still see the lights and the flashing blue lights and the red strobes mm. of the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you could be like, hey, what's that over there about three miles away? <laughs> and, oh, that's probably the scene. Yeah, we're off. But in the daytime, mm. you, it's much, much more difficult to be off. Yeah. You know, so one degree... In a short period, one degree off today isn't bad. One degree off for the next 20 years, mm. and now you're away. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. even in the ballpark. There was uh, that article I was reading uh, when he was talking about aviation. said, so if an airplane left L.A. and was flying to Washington, D.C., and they were one degree off, they would land in Baltimore. Hmm. Who wants to go to Baltimore? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or Cleveland. <laughs> it happens. Every and podcast he has to say. I apologize <laughs> for anybody who listens from Baltimore or Cleveland. Please forgive me. <laughs> so, um, so this leads me to, so what do we do to set our, 
our aim, set our target. Okay, what do we do to sit down on that range and set our sights? Set our and what we what we call it in the military is your dope. You got to set your dope. Um, that is your your horizontal. You're up and down, and you're in your left or right. You know what to get all your clicks in that right spot, so that way when you're aiming, you're hitting center mass. You're hitting dead center. So what do we need to do to be able to do that in, um, you know, I've kind of broken up different aspects of our, our lives as into, and I've just taken it off of what I feel is a, I don't want to say hierarchy, but the, the kind of the chain of command of our lives. So one being the most important thing in your life is your relationship with God, period, yep. end of story. All right. The next one is the relationship with your wife, your marriage. Kids come after that. Um, that was a great thing. I, I remember Grubby um, <laughs> teaching about, you know, your kids are basically um, like third-class citizens in your house. <laughs> and that was always kind of his perspective of it because – First is God, and then mom and dad needs to make sure that that you know that, and then kids. And and in, in today's society, we we do have that upside down, you know, very much so. There's so many people who, or even professing yeah. Christians who, I mean, really have elevated their kids to being the pri- the the priority over everything. Um, and then. So you have your kids, you have your parenting, and then you have um, kind of your extended family, you know, which would be your parents. Um, in, in in that area I, of extended family, I put in, you know, it, it goes back to what you've, you know, when Christ said, you know, who's my mother, who's my brother, yeah. and so it's it's your extended family within your group. Um, so. Yeah, aunts, uncles, grandparents, but it's also those really close friends, those people that you do life with. Um, in your career, and then the rest is just your everyday interaction with society. There's the rest of people that you're going to come in contact with. So th- that's kind of how I broke things down that way. So how do we set our course or set our aim uh, for different aspects of our life. Uh, like I said, each person's aim is going to be different because each person's target is different. Um, so, But the one target that we have in common is Christ. So where do we start at? Well, we start with Scripture. All right, so, so to set our aim or set our course, uh, there's two, two verses that really kind of jumped out to me. Uh, that's uh, Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 20, and 2 Peter 1, uh, 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11. So I'll read those real quick. Um, the one's going to be really familiar to a lot of people. Uh, you know, Ephesians, it's the, the whole armor of God. Yeah. You know, where, where do you start at for the day? Where do you start off to set your aim for all kind of different aspects of your life. I mean, 
the you know starting off with the full armor of God. I mean that needs to be honestly where we pre- where we prepare each day for. Right. I mean when you're heading out to the range, and and, and it's funny like I, I started thinking about the stuff that we would wear in the military. I mean you know we had our we had our um, you know, you've got your your ammo belt, you've got your helmet, you've got you you've got this. No, we don't carry a sword, but we have a weapon. So it just kind of has the same type of visual visualization as what we. So uh, Ephesians six ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Um, some translation says says the enemy, some says Satan. Um, but stand against the, the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the ruler, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming darts from the enemy and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit that's a capital S spirit which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit capital S spirit again with all prayer and supplication to that end Keep alert with all uh, perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, Mm. for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak." So when you need to set your aim, man, this is where you, this is one of the places where you need to start. You know what I think about when you read that? And I made a couple notes here. When you were talking about the range and you were talking about the dope, and once you figured out your dope for your first target, you could go back the next day and your dope be off for the first target. And why is that? variables Mm -hmm. maybe there's a 20 mile an hour gust that day right now you're back on day two and there maybe is five mile an hour crosswind so that's a variable Mm. so what i was thinking about is you were reading ephesians 6 is ephesians 6 covers all the variables that we're gonna we're gonna run into i mean you, you you listed several things there um, that the writer noted that you needed more than just your helmet. That you needed the breastplate. 
mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just kind of thinking about that as you were reading it, that just like those variables that you would face at the range, we face variables in life almost moment by moment sometimes. Um, but Ephesians 6 covers all of those. Everything that we're going to need, everything that we're going to need to cover all the variables of our day, the Lord told us how we can mitigate those. Yeah, and there's going to be days where you're going to need your breastplate more than you're going to need your sword. Yeah. And you're going to need your helmet more. And there's going to be days that it's going to go back and forth. And there's going to be days where sometimes it feels like you're wearing this stuff and you don't really need to. But don't get laxed and take it off. Yeah. But that's what we do so much. Mm. You know, right now with the pandemic going on, we're all throwing this stuff on as best we can. But here six months ago when things were going great, everybody's working, everybody's making six figures, yeah. you know, go, coming into Christmas, it's just great. Economy's going great. A lot of us had our armor sitting in the closet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Collecting dust. So without that, without your armor being on, Without having your notebook to set your dope, it's really easy for that one degree to come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, it's you're good. off. You know. So the 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 other um, the other passage that came to me was Second uh, Peter one three, and this will be familiar to you, uh, Matt. We've used this a lot for the long time in in group. You know, this was our checklist. This was the flight checklist. Um, you know, you had. I remember you were breaking down, and you can get into this, that the, your protocols for your flight crew. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing that jumped out to me was you can be the lowest man on the totem pole of that flight crew and ground that flight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that just because if everything's not checked off the list, don't even lift that thing up off the ground. Yeah. And and that was the kind of the conversation that we had after we after we got into the scripture. And this was years ago. Remember, we were still down at the shop, and we were like, "Don't even walk out your door mm. until this stuff is in place." Yeah, I, I remember get running, that. I get running out my door sometimes with not even one of these things in place. Yeah, I actually remember that message. I remember um, Andy Evans. Shout out to our brother Andy Evans. Oh yeah, he's a great pilot. He's been uh, flying uh, people all across the world for net jets for several years. And uh, he he was going through a lot, but he was coming out of the boat then. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he really got what I was saying because, I mean, a checklist is part of his his life. Right. Like literally every day he's on duty for net jets. Nothing happens until you start the checklist. Right. And complete it. Right. So... Um, Second Peter, chapter one, starting in verse three. His divine power has granted to to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promise so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in this world 
because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgot that he was cleansed from his former sins. Mm. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, and this is my favorite part, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Mm. For in this way, there will be richly provided to you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know what chapter I was on this morning? I was reading this morning. Second no uh, Peter 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's in awesome. this, right in this chair earlier this morning. <laughs> That's awesome. When I had some time to myself, I was in Second Peter 1, and I was encouraged and challenged by that very part of that verse. <laughs> it's stuff like this you can't make up. No, you yeah. Because I didn't talk to either one of you about no, this. No, no. And um, it's great. And, and and that scripture verse came up to me a, a, a few days ago. I was going to include this in there. Uh, so yeah, I hadn't even talked to you, but it, no. it, it, it's amazing how how the Lord does things like that. And it so, was already impactful this morning to me. Yeah, yeah. Very very challenging because there's often times where I'm not prepared like that. Right, and that was that checklist, you know, of going through this, getting yourself ready to head out that door um, using this. So these are the things that I think we we need to start. And and there's there's plenty more scripture that each person that's going to set down, because this is my challenge for each person listening, and my challenge for you guys, and a challenge for me is over the next few weeks, over the next month, Sit down and write out your own ethos. Write out your own mission for where you're at right now, but have it somewhere where you can go back and continue to read it. Because it's just like when you're sitting at the range, all right? I'm, I'm, I've got everything set up, but once that, once that round leaves the chamber... It still has a long distance to go to hit that target, mm. right? So, are you going to hit the target dead on today? No. Are you making steps? Yes. Um. So, that's my challenge. My challenge is is for each person to sit down, and 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 this is what I want for us to kind of have the conversation with for the rest the rest of this is in these different aspects of life all right so with your your two individual relationships with God only you know where you're at in that i can't set up i can't set your dope for that right only you can correct your marriage all right um maybe it's something you need to sit down with your wife and talk about mm 
where am I falling short? You know, here's where you're falling short, hon. <laughs> oh. Let me know how that one goes. <laughs> Every time you, you challenge us to talk to our wives, it turns out bad. <laughs> um, maybe sit down with your wife and say, where are we at on parenting? Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are we, you know, we go back to last week. Are we setting, you know, last week with the Malachis, like, are we setting that foundation that was set in the swopes by their parents? Right. Mm. You know, um, you know, but also, you know, are we setting them up to understand that um, there's going to be failures in life and it's okay. Yeah. You're not always going to get a trophy. You're not going to get everything that you want. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be struggles in life and it's okay because some of the absolute best growths that you're ever going to have in your life is going through a struggle. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I was thinking about there, you were giving us that challenging us to write out our mission and, um, and depending on what our mission is, we need to have our own checklist. Right. Um, just like my, my crews have a checklist. You can pencil whip your checklist. Yeah. Mm. And you might get away with it one day. I'll give you an example. So we obviously have certain bags that we take when we get out of the helicopter. If we're going into the hospital or if we're going into the scene. Um, and one of the items on the checklist is a challenge and response checklist. So the pilot will go down the list and there's a response from the crew. So if the pilot asks, do we have all our baggage, red bag? If the crew's pencil whipping it, if you would, if they're really not looking to see, do we have the red bag? Is there a red bag and a blue bag? Depend upon which one you open up as to how far down the rabbit hole you go. <laughs> Sorry. No, there, Sorry, there is a red and a blue bag, believe it or not. Um, yes, there is. The, but the red bag is the bag that probably people would notice the most. It's this big red bag we carry. So this has happened. Um, we might uh, be leaving, say, the local hospital, and when we get to the receiving hospital, one of the team members goes, where's the red bag? Oh, I thought you had the red bag. So then I'll get a phone call. Hey, uh, we got to head back to such and such because we forgot the red bag there. Well, wait a minute. Um, we do a right. checklist. Yep. What happened? And and the short answer is drift. We pencil whipped it. Yep. So I say all that to say uh, to myself uh, and to all of us here in this room and all of you listening, how many times do we pencil whip our spiritual checklist? Mm. And we might get away with it for a while, but at some point in time, that's going to come back and bite us. And I, I was just thinking about for myself, if, if we spend, if we go down the checklist that is Ephesians 6 and we miss the breastplate mm -hmm. or we don't bring our sword, 
we might find ourselves in some precarious situations. Oh, yeah. Do you think some fiery darts are going to make it into you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, just a great reminder uh, for everyone, but more of a great reminder for me. Yeah. The checklist is there for a purpose. It's not to hinder you in your role. It's to help you be the best that you can be in your role and to be prepared for every trip. So I'm going to assume you brought up Andy Evans and he flies for NetJets. So he flies, um, you know, jets, uh, private jets, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys fly um, medical helicopters. Yep. So I'm going to assume that your two checklists are probably different. Mm. You're both flying. Yep. Right. Um, so, but you both have a different purpose and a different target. Right. All right. Um, now, it, if Andy decides that he's going to go fly commercial for Southwest, he's still flying an airplane. He's still taking passengers, but I bet you his checklist is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the things that we need to... But I'm sure over time, and I think it's been 20 years he's been flying for net jets or Something somewhere like around that. there. Yeah, yeah. It's been I'll a bet while. you his checklist has changed over oh, those 20 yeah. years. We might have to get Andy on. Yeah, right. I, I think mean, this would be a great one for to it, just for some insight on that. Oh, but yeah. to understand, but but why are some of these checklists put in place because of mistakes that have been made in the past? Yes. Yeah. You know, so these are why these things. So I, I think this is a good thing to get kind of started and this is kind of um so i i got the i got the term so for people to understand ethos i I got this term from from a book i'm reading that's from a a former navy seal and uh it's from uh he's actually a a u.s representative now dan crenshaw Mm. he wrote he wrote a book called fortitude and so he talks about um, you know this, the ethos, his, his, your individual. So I, I just want to read just a portion of. So in, the Navy SEALs have what they call an ethos, right? So it's just kind of a reminder of who it is that they are and what they represent. So I kind of want, and and that's kind of my my goal, or that's that's what I want to get across to people is, it's going to be different for you than it is for me. But it's also going to be something that we can go through and say, okay, this is this is who and where I want to be. And I need to make some adjustments in my life. Mm. But this ethos isn't going to stay the same for the next 10 years. It's going to continue to adjust. Um, but this, too, is going to boil down to you're going to write it for you. And the only way that it's going to be worked out is by your own personal individual discipline to follow it. I'm not going to be able to... I don't know what it is. Your wife might not even know what it is completely. Now, whatever you guys come up together with with your marriage, but a lot of this is just going to be personal and private to you. It's just going to come down to your own discipline on whether you want to follow this. But I just want to read a couple of chapters of what this is, just so you can kind of get a basic idea of, you know, when I say ethos, what what I have in in my mind. So it says the Navy SEAL air and land teams 
also known as uh, the Navy SEALs, are a U.S. Navy primary special operations force and are trained to operate in all environments for which they are named. In times of war or uncertainty, there is a special breed of warrior uh, ready to answer the nation's call, a common man with uncommon desires to succeed. Forged by adversity, he stands alongside America's finest special operations forces to serve his country, the American people, and protect their way of life. I am that man. My trident is a symbol of honor and heritage bestowed upon me by the heroes that have gone before. It embodies the trust of those I have sworn to protect. By wearing the trident, I accept the responsibility, my chosen profession, and way of life. It is a privilege that I must earn every day. My loyalty to country and team is beyond reproach. I humbly serve as a guardian to my fellow Americans, always ready to defend those who are unable to defend themselves. I do not advertise the nature of my work, nor seek recognition for my actions. I voluntarily accept the inherent, haz- the inherent hazards of my profession, placing the welfare and security of others before my own. And it continues to go on, and if you're interested in it, you can, you can look it up. It's really easy. But also with this, you can kind of, you can substitute some things in. Um, you know, my loyalty is to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is beyond reproach. I humbly serve um, as a guardian to my fellow Christians, my fellow believers, mm. my fellow non-believers. Um, like that. Always ready to defend those who are unable to defend themselves. Uh, I do not advertise my nature. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't go around and you know, look at the great things that I did. Christ was very specific about that. Yeah. Called out the Pharisees on that. Um, you know, so this is just kind of a. If you sat down and said, this is the person that I want to be in 10 years, then that's your ethos. Right. And that's what you need to work towards. This is the husband I want to be. That's part of your ethos. And you need to write that down and strive to get there. And what is the dope that you need to set to get to that point? So on the, on the, the parts that I you know, kind of broke down, and there may be more for each person. I mean, this was just kind of for me. So first it starts off with your relationship with God. You know, where do you, what do you need to do in that aspect? Where do you need to step it up a little bit more? Um, you know, where have you been dropping the ball? When you picture yourself five or ten years down the road, where do you want that relationship to be? Because what you do today prepares you for tomorrow. You're responsible for your relationship. You know, and I would hazard a guess that um, there's a lot of people out there, uh, myself included, and that's why I think of this. It's really easy to not think about 10 years down the road. Yeah. It's really easy to, well, just got to get through today. What am I, you know, there's a lot I'm not doing right now to prepare my relationship 10 years down the road with my wife, with my kids, and most importantly, with God, you know. I think that's a great vision to have. Where, where would I want myself to be in my relationship with God in 10 years? Obviously, I want to be better and stronger and deeper, 
But if that's really what I want, if I'm really spending time to think about, you know, how do I want to grow and how do I want him to use me over the next 10 years, not just today, what can I do now to adjust myself to make that happen um, and to give glory to God through it? Uh, That's great. (laughs) Very challenging because that's something that I really haven't thought about for any any recent amount of time, that's for sure. But I, I think of my wife's grandmother. So when I think of where I would want my my Christian faith to be, I, I think of Grandma Moore. Yeah. And and why is she where she's at? Because that woman has spent a lot of time with God. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. she's where she's at. Um, so if I want to get there, then what's my ethos to get there? What's my dope to get there? I need to start spending more time with him. Yeah. And who does that fall on? Him or me? <laughs> right. Because he's always available. Yes, yep. he is. You know, there there's been there's yet been a time that I've sat down to pray and he and I get a busy signal. Mm. Out to lunch. Right. I'll be back. The pharmacist is out to lunch <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um good stuff, man. Very challenging. In such a great way though. But here, you know, and just that reminder of once you come up with your dope to reach that target, there always needs to be the constant reminder of the variables that you are going to encounter. You have to expect variables. Mm-hmm. So as you progress through the Marines, I'm sure you did several exercises, and I'm not talking jumping jacks, and I'm talking military exercises. And when you went into those military exercises, I'm sure you had more than one plan. Yeah. Because I'm uh, just in reading some of this stuff, it sounds like most of the military commanders will tell you most of the time, the first plan that you put in place is not the one that is executed. It's usually the second or the third or maybe the fourth because of variables. Yeah, and, and I was I was so I was a tow two missile gunner. Um and before you could launch that missile before, before you could fire, you had to have two targets. Hmm. You could not fire at just one. Now, a tow two missile's main objective is um armored personnel carriers, so tanks or things like that. You can't just have one target. You have to have a secondary target because mm. that missile flies down range at about 260 mile an hour. So it's not like a gun. It's not like a a, a round coming out of an N16 that yeah. just breaks. You can see it. So, and they they found this out during the the first Iraq War was these tanks could actually see one coming, mm. and they could duck behind what's what they would call a pillbox, which is a, an already blown up tank. Well, if you didn't have a secondary target, you just wasted mm. a thirty-seven thousand dollars <laughs> single yeah. shot. Mm. You had to have a second target, so you always have to be able to make the adjustments on the fly, you know. But to make your adjustments, you have to know your surroundings, your environment. You have to know mm. what's going on, and, yeah. you, and it's going to change. I mean, it is definitely going to change, and it it changes in flight. I mean. If these guys are, I've heard you say multiple times that uh, I think it's the 
what is it the the visual the the visual deck or what's the terminology that you use where, where you guys can't fly oh uh ceilings yeah yeah your ceiling is yeah i mean you, you just can't you can't yeah. do it today yeah ceilings are too low yeah you just can't do it so i'm sure a day like today fire them up let's go yep i mean but maybe a day like yesterday yeah, you're talking VFR and IFR. So visual flight reference means we need to be able to see the ground. And with visual flight reference, um, the FAA says if you're going to fly under VFR rules from the FAA, then the ceilings or the clouds need to be at a certain altitude for you to do that. Or you're going to fly IFR, which is instrument flights. Um, that would be like your, like what Andy could fly in IFR, uh, your TWA, you know, they're going to go through some IFR conditions, um, possibly until they get above the clouds. So when you're flying IFR, that basically means you're in the clouds, you can't see the ground, you have no visual reference, so you're flying on instruments. Yeah. To me would be... To not be able to see anything right. <laughs> would just be, you know, scary. I mean, but they fall back on the knowledge that they have. They fall back on their checklist. They yeah. fall back on, um, and, and, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at with this. So um, I think it's a great challenge. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic to, but again, the, the first thing that everyone listening to this needs to do is they had to find out what their ethos is. Right. I mean, until you figure out how far your target is down the range. You, if you have no idea where to set yeah, your Yeah, you don't know where to set your dope. Yeah, you, yeah. If you show up, you, you, if Great you don't point, know you're Matt. shooting two, three, or four, five hundred. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. got to figure out what your ethos is. Right. And but, then everything after that falls into place. But don't forget... When you got to the range, you had to sh you had to fire that first shot just to see where you're at. Yeah. So, um, what you sit down and write down as your your ethos or your mission statement or um, vision statement. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, yeah. it may be completely off target, but it's heading down range. I think so many of us are walking around with magazines loaded, not even firing down range though. Mm. We're saying we want that target. But our weapons are still slung. Well, and and here's the other thing I feel, and this this is a I'm preaching to myself. I'm sharing to myself. I think before we write down the ethos and we go after it, we need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, is is that the target you want me at? Oh, oh yeah. Because a lot of times yeah, yeah. we we think, yep, that's the target, and the Lord's saying, nope, no, no, that's not it. Yeah. And so, yeah. um. I think the challenge would be to the listeners and obviously to myself is mm. before I write down my ethos, I need to go to the father and spend some time to say, yeah, is this where you want me? I believe it is Lord. If it's not, please show it to me. Mm. Right um, on, Matt. And then I, I have no doubt we'll get clarity on that. It might not be that very exact second, but he's not got to let us hang in on that because it's our ethos glorifies the father right and yeah. 
And so basically, if we come up with an ethos that doesn't glorify the Father, we need to scratch that out and find another one. Right. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. Completely agree with that. So um, So, anyways, that, that was... That was kind of what was laid I love on it. me. This was Amen. probably the most I've ever spent time to sit down and prepare for a podcast or, th- you know, think through stuff. Um, well, thank I, you I, because I, it was great. Yeah. Was I, great I hope with the listeners, I hope with you guys that it, it, that it made sense. I was able to yeah. kind of get my point across uh, with it. Um, but, you know, for any of you out there who, who may have some questions or just or maybe I lost you, pl- please reach out. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, the last thing I want to do is cause any kind of uh, confusion with anybody. But How can they reach out? How could they get a hold of us? Well, they can get it multiple ways. Uh, we have a website, um, outofthebeltministries.com. There's a place on there that you can email. Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, you can contact us that way. Uh, you can also stop by group whenever <laughs> whenever we're allowed yeah. to get back together, which hopefully will be here yeah, shortly weeks, within maybe. the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, but we meet at uh, uh, 57 West Hunter Street, Logan, Ohio, uh, 630 Thursday nights. Um, bring an appetite. We have pizza and uh, uh, just come in if you, if you want to you know open up a share with everybody. We're we're here, but if you just want to come in and kind of soak it in, you're more welcome to do that too. There'll Absolutely. be plenty of people that'll do that. Um, but um, yeah, so there's multiple ways that they can contact us. Yeah, if you're out there, um, you know I shared before we came on. Um, I watched Disciple last night. Uh, they put on a virtual concert. Depending on what package that you bought the, your ticket at, uh, last night was an acoustic show with some Q and A. And as they were moving into one of their uh, songs, uh, the lead singer just said, "Listen, if you're if you're hurting, you're struggling with something, just write it into the comments, and we want to pray for you." And so um, I just want—I really felt like I needed to say that today. Listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're hurting. We we want to pray for you. We, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, reach out to us in, in one of those avenues that Sean just shared, whether it be on Facebook, um, we, we see the messages. You know, uh, several of us who have access to that are on there several times a day. We would love nothing more than to pray for you. You know, um, you can also send the email through the website. Um, we would love to pray for you. Yes. Uh, there are other men in the group who would just love to pray for you as well. So if there's something that you need prayer for, please reach out, let us know. Um, if if there's a praise report that you want to share with us, we we would love to yeah. celebrate that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and sometimes that can be so encouraging yeah. know, to hear, especially if you're yeah. going through some rough times and you have somebody come up with a, a praise report. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, um, you may, you don't want to be having anything before we close up? I don't think so. Great challenge, uh, Sean. It's uh, encouraging to me, challenging to me. Uh, I'm encouraged to get in some time with God and flesh out a, a good ethos for me, a good, uh, good uh, objective for me in my life while yeah. I'm here. You, know anything? you got some work to do. Yeah. So as we close up, um, what is going to be your new ethos? 
Uh, write it down. Walk it out. Be 1% mm. better today. Be 1% closer to your ethos today. Because in a year, you'll be 365 degrees closer to your ethos tomorrow or next year. But always remember that what you do today prepares you for tomorrow. Mm. You want to close this up in prayer, Matt? Yeah. Give me one second because I'm making a note. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Good stuff. The Lord, uh, we just... uh, Whew, man, Lord, that was that was just some great time spent with you, Lord. And I, I thank you for what you laid on John's heart uh, to share today. Lord, um, I, I just pray for all of us here in this room and for everyone who's going to hear this podcast that, Lord, we will get a clear, accurate ethos. Lord, that you will give us the steps that we need to have as our checklist every day so that we can stay as on target as we can. Lord, I just pray that we put on the full armor of God every day, Lord. Lord, if there's a piece that we've left behind that you'll you'll give us that general reminder of, hey, better put the breastplate on today. Lord, uh, I pray um, that we can pour into Ephesians 6, that we can pour into 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11, Lord, and that we can just soak that in. Lord, I I just pray that as we face the variables of life, that we know that we can come back to you, Lord. The solemn coordinates, Lord, you the foundation of everything. Lord, I just pray that the plans of the enemy fail. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just pray that this will impact marriages, uh, relationships with you. Lord, I look forward uh, to hearing from brothers and sisters. Uh, I look forward to hearing uh, if people are willing to share their ethos, Lord. Um, if, if people are willing to share the checklist that they've put in place so that they can just keep so close on to the target, Lord. Lord, we, we know that we're never going to hit the bullseye. We know that there's just going to be times that we fall short. And Lord, in that, we thank you for your mercy and grace. We, we thank you for your love for us. So, Lord, I just ask your blessing on this message uh, and on my brothers here and on, on everyone listening, Lord, in these trying times. Lord, just be with them and bless them. Keep them close to you, Lord. It's in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.